curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to episode 131 of Cephalon Squared. I'm Cephalon Greg, joined as always by Cephalon Lucas. How are you, son? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Indeed. Indubitably. (laughs) Life just sort of plows right along, doesn't it? And all sorts of interesting things are happening in the world, but the world of Warframe is where it has been for the last four or five weeks. And uh, that is as it is, but it will change in coming weeks. Yes. Indeed. So how is the weather treating you up north? Weather rambles, weather rambles, weather rambles, weather rambles. Well, as last week I said, it was, you know, being really weird. Still being pretty weird. <laughs> Today it's 29 degrees Celsius, 85 Fahrenheit for you Fahrenheit folk, 46% humidity. Uh, we had a literal five minute thunderstorm yesterday. <laughs> Just five minutes. Just get out, bow. Yeah, literally five minutes. Like it started up around about midday. You know, the rumbling of thunder, lightning strikes. Ten minutes later, the skies were clear and there was not a cloud to fucking to be seen anywhere. Like what the hell? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> weird, weird, weird. Down here, we've got uh, pretty, pretty crappy weather. Really. 22 degrees Celsius, 72 degrees Fahrenheit, 45% humidity. The sun is out now, but it wasn't this morning. And yesterday was just a cloudy day all day with intermittent rain, um, similar kind of weather. So it's it hasn't been much of a summer for us down here in Melbourne. Usually we've hit 40, 42, at least once or twice by now. And it's just sort of mild. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now that you're talking, about, like, now that you speak about it, it's it's just been pretty weird. Like we haven't had a lot of forty days here, and you know, usually we'd have like weeks on end of just you know thirty-five to forty-five kind of weather, and yeah, like, in in the last week alone, the hottest it got was thirty-six, and that was yesterday. Yeah, damn. Just kind of mm. weird, but you know, still another month and a half. Of, of summer to go, so maybe we're a little bit ahead of ourselves and it's just catching up to us. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, I don't know. What did you get up to in video games this week, Lucas? And Warframe, if if that's part of it. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> oh, there's this game called Warframe. <laughs> oh, oh, Doorframe? <laughs> Ah, doorframe. Uh, uh, it's um, it's been a uh, a lot of ESO this week. A lot of ESO. <laughs> um, yes, yes. I'm slaying dragons. <laughs> Fair enough. Dragons do need to be slain, otherwise they get out of hand. They end up pooping on your lawn. Yeah, and their poop burns the grass. This is messy. It is. You don't need any yeah. of that. <laughs> Well, for me, it's been a fair bit of ESO as well, uh, to be honest. Haven't played any Warframe. Still waiting for that um, 
update to hit the consoles. So as I was predicting, when I saw a lot of people saying, oh, it's gone into dev, that's just the new term they're using for insert. I was thinking, no, it's not. It's absolutely not. It just means that it's in development at the moment and eventually it'll be sent to certification. So I don't think it's even been sent to certification as yet. So we'll still be waiting for it to hit consoles. And I really don't want to get into the Necromech grind until I'm doing Orphix Venom. So I've sort of put it off and it's stretching out. It's annoying me because I want to play some more Warframe, but... Really stretching. Yeah, I probably should just jump on and do some leveling because I've got a lot of leveling to do. Um, especially because of what one of our listeners sends us at the end of this episode. Tusk Tus, naughty boy. Uh, did make me <laughs> chuckle, so I definitely put it in uh, in the episode. So yeah, Elder Scrolls this week. And that's, that's an interesting thing. Um, we had a bit of a think about what the hell can we talk about? We've covered so many different topics about Warframe over the last 130 episodes of Cephalon Squared. And we thought, what can we do that's a little bit different? We're still in holiday mode and holiday mode is going to happen. We've decided, uh, sorry, going to end, we've decided as of this week. So from next week, we will return to doing our beginner and advanced topics. But this week will continue to be as it has been over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but we've got a different topic that we decided to do. We decided to talk about other games. Now, we're not going to talk about other games just and forget about Warframe. We're going to talk about how Warframe compares to similar MMO style games. Now, we're, uh, some people wouldn't say that Warframe is an MMO, and I'd probably agree with them. Uh, but others would also suggest the same thing about Destiny. And lots of people like to say Destiny is an, is an MMO. I think both of them toe the line a little bit. But whether or not they're actual MMOs doesn't matter. In the end, they're all role-playing games that involve a lot of grinding. So we're going to compare Warframe against similar role-playing grindy games. Uh, so we thought that might be a different topic, and it can also help some of you out there that might be a little bit burnt out, learn about some other games that you can potentially get into. We'll get to that in our discussion section. Of course, we are up to the news. Dun, 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 dun. News. News. All right. Warframe has won an award for best ongoing game Canadian game in 2020, awarded by Canada Canada. Game devs, so that's pretty cool, and congratulations to the team. Well done, you Yay! deserve it. Yay! Go D.A. Canada-da-da-da. Canada-da-da-da. <laughs> Operation Orphix Venom, which is yet to hit consoles, is soon to end on PC. So if you're a PC player and you haven't done everything you wanted to do, it finishes up at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on January 18th. That's, you know, a day away uh, at the time of recording. So by the time you listen, it may already be finished. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <gasps> Indeed. The first dev stream of the year is locked in for January 29th. Get excited to see Wraith in action for the very first time. I am excited. Yeah, I have been excited ever ever since I heard, uh, you know, the kind of the, the basic plans that they were going with Wraith. So bring it on. Bring it on. Of course, that does mean we've still got one week, one more week of um, downtime between now and that next dev stream. So that'll be pretty exciting. And I really do hope that we get to hear a little bit more information 
it's hard to say, isn't it? When you still don't have that last update on console, it's hard to say that you really want information on the next update as well with this first dev stream, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we all still want the information on the next update, but the console players are probably starting to get a little frustrated. Yeah. It's been over a month. Yeah. Mm. So... Anyway, next week we'll have more fun things, but the week after that, the first dev stream, we are looking forward to it. You should get excited too. And last up, a little bit of Cephalon Squared news. There will be an awesome surprise coming up in February. We can't really say anything about it until it happens, but we're excited, and I hope you're excited too. Very excited. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh. Excited and evil. (laughs) So there you go. All right, and on to our interesting discussion, which is going to be a meaty one because there's so many, so many, so many grindy games. And let's face it, there are lots of grindy games that have died and gone away. Of course, we're not going to talk about them because they've died and gone away. We're only going to talk about the ones that are available now to play. And because there's so many, we can't talk about them all. So we're really going to talk about the ones we've played the most of. And then we'll have a little bit of a list of things that we can remember off the top of our head at the end, just for people who might be interested. But it's going to have all of the usual suspects, many of which you will already know. But we will mention which ones are free to play and what they're, um, uh, how you acquire them. They're, they're, fuck, my brain's not working. (laughs) Monetization, that's the word. Uh, so that some of you who might think I play Warframe because it's free and I like the way they do monetization can consider if there are other games like that. Know what I'm saying? Know what he's yeah. saying? Yeah. We're going to start with the big one. The big one. One of the big ones that lots of people know about. And Reb Ford's been talking about a lot on Twitter at the moment. And that's Final Fantasy fourteen which is a massive, massive MMO set in... I was going to say set in the Final Fantasy universe, but really, if you've played Final Fantasy, they're all unrelated. So it's set in a a fantasy universe that plays like Final Fantasy games. How much Final Fantasy fourteen have you played, Lucas? I have played probably a good couple months' worth. Um, okay. Yeah, it was... It was a game I was heavily excited for, like, I don't know, five years before it was actually released. <laughs> mm. um, and to be honest, I'm, I'm still excited about Final Fantasy XIV, and one day I want to get into it. The subscription system hurts. <laughs> but the subscription system hurts. That's the problem with yeah. it, because you've, you've got to buy the base game. You've got to buy the base game, and then you've got to pay subscription to have characters. Exactly. And if you want to play the latest version of it, you have to buy that. I mean, the good thing is when they retire the latest version, it just gets rolled into the base game. At least that's my mem- from memory. Is that how it works? Uh, I think that's how it worked for a couple of the updates. Of the yeah, I think some of them you've still got to purchase. Yeah, I think there's um, at the moment yeah. there's still three or four expansions you have to purchase, or like three or four parts to the game you actually have to purchase to get the whole at the moment. Yeah, which is which is quite a lot. And the um, subscription is, what was it, $30 a month? Yeah, in Australia it's roughly about 30 a month. 
Yeah, which is really, really, really painful. But it is a massive, massive grind because there's so much to do, and you've got all the different jobs you can uh, you can go for. And of course, it's a it's a fairly standard MMO, which means your uh, fairly standard RPG, I should say, in which you're a character that has a whole bunch of gear slots, and you slot gear into it, and you pick up better gear as you go along. Or you can craft better gear. I wouldn't really say it's it's not really in the the normal basic because of the the uh, the class system that they threw into that game. It's very that, yeah, that's that's a unique different. That's a very unique thing. Um, there's only ever really been one other game I've played where you could actually jump between classes at at will. Um, that was a long time ago. What was that? That was Eden Eternal, I think. Another but, yeah. another MMO, yeah. Yeah, so the class system actually makes it a very, very unique game. You know, you can level up each and every class, and then you get certain classes to certain levels. You can kind of combine them to make jobs, to you know, which is even another dive into a, a deeper freaking side of things. Um, it really does kind of get a bit complicated with that kind of stuff a bit. Yeah, it does. And that's w- another one of the reasons why I put it off to the side, because <laughs> I was trying to play it casually, and I don't think it's the type of game you can play casually. No, 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 it's not. Especially because of the subscription. Yeah, well, yeah the <laughs> subscription, yeah. Yeah. Got to be rich to play it casually. What do you think, in terms of Warframe players, what would Warframe players like and dislike about it? It's very customization. different the, the 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 aesthetic customization you can you can do. Um, it's, it's got a lot of, yeah, you know, it's got customization. Yeah. It's got, it's got a lot of fashion. That's, that's a big thing. Like I, I've got a few friends, um, I mean, a few friends, different discords where, you know, their whole discords are dedicated to Final Fantasy 14 and some of the pictures that show up on there are just absolutely breathtaking of all the different outfits and and sceneries and, and, and different things that people are doing. Like, it's it's capture a freaking madness, essentially. So it's definitely got that, that going for it. Yeah, and I think, you know, the fact that you can change from class to class as you're going and the amount of different options there are for builds is probably also something that would appeal to, to Warframe players. But I think, really, because this is a really different game. It's not a shooter and it costs money. Mm, yeah. I'm not sure Final Fantasy 14 would appeal to everyone, but it depends on what people like about um, Warframe and what people like about video games in general. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you one thing that it has that people wish Warframe had. Mm-hmm. Crossplay. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. This is true, and it does have full crossplay. You can play between all sorts of different platforms with with each other, against each other, whatever. Yep. yep. You can jump on PC, use the exact same profile and everything going running off, and then jump onto PlayStation, load it up, and do the continue on from there. Like it's it's got the yeah, full so cross save proper. and crossplay. Yep. yep. <laughs> so yeah, poor Warframe. sad panda. <laughs> All right, now the next one on our list is all, is probably the biggest of the bunch, but I've never really played it, and that's World of Warcraft. I did play it 
tried to give it a week and just couldn't get into it. It's I don't know what it is about World of Warcraft I didn't like, but Lucas has played it a, a bit. So bit is a tell us your thoughts. Bit of an understatement. <laughs> tell tell us your thoughts on you know how it all works, whether its monetization values are good or bad, and and what you think Warframe players might like about it. Okay, so World of Warcraft is the basic of basic basic bitch uh, MMOs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get any more basic than this. This one really does have just a very simplistic, here's your character, here's your class, go at it, here's your skills, cool, use your skills, unlock skills as you go, get armor, get weapons, oh, look, new shiny armor, new shiny weapons, get new shiny armor, get new shiny weapons, go, go, go. Um, I honestly have... There's zero. There's absolutely zero proper connection between these two games. Like there's, there's nothing. There's <laughs> absolutely nothing. The the monetization side of World of Warcraft, it's subscription based again. You can do uh, free up to level twenty. I think they may have changed that because of the recent big changes they did to the game. Um, but again, subscription based. Uh, I think it's a bit cheaper than Final Fantasy. A little bit cheaper. Yeah, I think it's 15 odd a month. Yeah. It still adds up. It's still a subscription. Uh, Absolutely. And, and then adding to the fact that, you know, each of the expansions is, um, you know, roughly, you think, like, when they first get released, they're like 50 bucks each or, you know, up to $80, $70. It's crazy. It is. It is. I mean, the good thing I think that WoW's got going for it, and one thing that people who play Warframe might like to see come over to Warframe, is the auction house. Uh, so, yeah. rather than having to be online and keep your eyes on trade chat constantly if you want to buy or purchase something, you can just search for it. You can buy it whenever. You don't have to be online at the same time as the other person. I think that would be a better system for trade than what we've got in, in Warframe at the moment. It works. It's functional. Uh, but it'd be maybe easier. I don't know whether it needs to be easier. I don't know. I just like the idea of the auction. The auction house system. is quite, quite nice. Yeah. 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 So that's a thing. I guess I guess World of Warcraft also has its longevity, which is, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. pretty important factor. You know, they, they obviously doing something right to... To still be uh, running to the, the, today. Yeah, and they've only just recently released a new expansion, didn't they? Yeah. About yeah, to, yeah. They, they did right before, you know, right after they screwed over all their player base. Ooh, ouch. Although, you know, you still have people that don't see it as a screw over and say, that's oh, fine, it's fine. Yeah, they're doing right by us. No. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I got no idea. They dropped the. They, okay, so. Well, they, they have a level cap, right? For, for every mm -hmm. expansion, the level cap gets increased. Um, before this uh, recent uh, one, it was, it was 110. This. So, you know, everyone had you know, worked their asses off over the years to get their character to level 110. And Blizzard turned around and went, all right, we're doing a massive compaction. Now the max level is 50. So all your 110s get reduced down to level 50. And with the expansion we're about to release, it gets boosted back up to 60, so all that work you've done over the last 
few years is just now null and void. Have fun. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. I don't. I don't know how much work goes into it, but I imagine it would have been a lot. So I can. I can understand why people would be annoyed. <laughs> so I don't think there's much there specifically. I mean, beyond the fact that it's probably just a good game in itself. Um, there's not anything specific that would appeal to Warframe players. No. no. Fair enough. All right, the next one is a fairly popular game at the moment as well, and that is Black Desert Online. Now, it's not necessarily free to play, but it's not expensive to play, is how I would probably put it. Yeah, why do you I say? Mean, well, yeah, well, okay, like well, straight that. off the bat, it's not subscription-based. So it's- no, exactly. <laughs> that's where I was going to get to. So it's not subscription-based, and I think the base game only costs you 20, something like $30, $20. $20, it's not that it's much. Cheap. Yeah, cheap. and it's a, it's a Korean MMO. Koreans know how to make their video games, especially MMOs, um, and it's gorgeous it for is, the most yeah. part. Um, and for... You know the style of MMO. It is the the. I think like the, the combat is um, probably its biggest selling point because of mm. the the fact that it's it's kind of it's very unique when you're comparing it to other MMOs that we've already spoken of, like Final Fantasy or WoW. Um, Black Desert Online doesn't just use the numbers on your keyboard and the mouse. It uses every damn button. <laughs> <laughs> It's very fluid. <laughs> very, very fluid. Yeah. There's lots of diving and dodging. It almost feels like, it doesn't quite feel like it, but it almost feels like a Bayonetta or a, a Dark Souls kind of um, battle mechanics without the heavy hitting that Dark Souls have. It's not quite, you know, one hit and you're dead. Uh, but there's lots of dodging and diving and jumping around. And I think that's one thing that uh, Warframe players might enjoy about it because Warframe is very much a mobile game, as in you, your mobility is the... Yeah, keep moving. Keep, yeah, exactly. So, And I think that sort of fits into the, the theme of combat in Black Desert Online. Yeah, Black Desert is... I, I would definitely agree. Black Desert Online is very much um, keep on your toes, keep moving, you know, um, don't stand still. Yeah. So yeah, anything no, else you want to say still. about Black Desert? What What else can you spend money on in Black Desert? Because you said, well, when I was saying that it wasn't an expensive game, why Why did you sort of do you well, think when it, okay, when it, when it, you to spend money? When it comes to customizations, like your characters will quite often look the same as everyone else, and if you want to try and and you know customize your character to you to look unique. You gotta spend money. Okay. So there's no other way of getting um, customizations for free. Not really, no. Okay, interesting. As far as I mean, there's a few that are rewarded through storyline, but they are you know everyone gets them. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so you're still not going to look any different to anyone else. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you if you really want to to look unique and have a very unique character, then cosmetic store is is gonna be the way to go <laughs> yeah so it's so really <laughs> it's only going to be mobility in combat that's going to appeal to yeah to all frame players fair enough star wars the old republic did you play this i all? did not you did not all right i did not 
I played a little bit of it. And to be honest, it's a fairly simple, straightforward role-playing game. But there's lots of different combat roles that you can play that include, you know, becoming a Sith or becoming a Jedi Master or um, a smuggler and all these kinds of things that fans of Star Wars would probably really be interested in. And I think like many, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like many role-playing games that are tied into big franchises, it's going to be best played for those that love the franchises. So it's really going to be people that want to experience playing within that world or people who want to read the lore. And I think that's what that, what it really comes down to for Star Wars The Old Republic. Uh, it, it does involve shooting, but because it's a, a, a point-and-clicky style uh, role-playing game, you're not actively shooting. You're just selecting the anime, enemy, and, you know, it all comes down to a roll as to whether you hit them. Um, so it's not a sh- not really a shooting game, although you can have those kinds of weapons. So, yeah, depends. I, d- I don't think there's anything specific that's going to appeal to Warframe players, but it is free to play. Uh, well, at, I, mean, base. I mean, I mean, I in the past I've you know compared the lore and world building of Warframe to stuff like Star Wars. So, this you know maybe the story would be um, compelling enough to drag people over. Yeah, I think so. You know, if, if you're into the lore uh, in Warframe, then you're probably going to be into sci-fi stories. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably it. And let's face it, Star Wars is massively complex when you get right in on into it. And the Old Republic, um, the original Old Republic game years ago, KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, was fantastic. And this sort of continues on from that. So it's not actually a bad game and it's not a bad storyline. It's just sort of, um, yeah, nothing special. In, well, it, everyone has their different preferences, don't they? But I was going to say it's, it's nothing special in terms of its gameplay and, and how you go about the, the role playing aspects. But your mileage may differ, but it is free to play. I don't know much about the monetization though. So. Apologies. Moving on. Defiance 2050. I put this in here because both Lucas and I played this for a little bit. It is a free-to-play... Budget Destiny. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's Budget Destiny. That's one way of putting it. It's probably a lot more role-playing than Destiny is. But it's also 10 years older than Destiny is. <laughs> and it really shows. It really does. So... When when Defiance first came out, the goal for it was to try and tie it into a TV show. So what what you, there was supposed to be was as you're playing through, there was also a TV series which was going to um, advance some storyline aspects that would then play into the game. It all failed miserably, but Defiance <laughs> <laughs> Defiance 2050 became an MMO and and people play it and continue to play it. It's not actually a bad game. It's kind of fun for what it is, but it's really just budget, 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 destiny. Yeah. So we we played it when it first uh, got released on PlayStation. Yeah. 
And it wasn't really released on PlayStation because it wasn't, that was just the upgraded version of the old game. Yeah. It still looks like an old game. (laughs) Very much so. But I think we enjoyed it for a little while. And I think Warframe players will probably enjoy it for a little while. It's just because it's, it's just a, a straight out shooting game. You're shooting against alien bugs. You know, it sort of feels like you're, you're killing the infested or other aliens and stuff. It's, yeah. yeah, it's fun for a little bit, and it's free to play. Can't yeah. hurt. Yeah. It has weapons. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much else to say about it. I, I guess a game that it feels point very in, similar point, to point gun, is Planet Side. <laughs> Guns, the game. <laughs> Planet Side 2 has a similar feel to it. Planet Side 2 is an ancient game, but it's just fun. And I guess the difference between Planet Side 2 and Defiance is Defiance is much more of a story-based RPG, whereas Planet Side 2, you're playing against other players in just a massive open battlefield. Uh, but they both look very similar and yeah. play very similar. Yeah. So, Planet Side 2, that was fun. Planet Side 2 was and still is fun and is still free to play. So if you're just looking for a game just to shoot other people in and just have a bit of fun... Planet Side 2 is recommended. Defiance is recommended. Even if you get bored of them, it'll, it only costs you your time to download, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, Terra. Ah, uh, Terra. We played this for a little bit. I, When it first came out, I really wanted Terra to be my next big thing. This was, what, two years ago, Lucas? Three years ago? Yeah, when it first came yeah. out on, on PS4. Yeah, something like that. But it just wasn't to be, was it? No. I mean, I got decently far into it, but uh, no, it it wasn't meant to be. It just doesn't have much staying power. And I think it's just a little too rough around the edges. Yeah. 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 What is that like about it from from a Warframe player's perspective? I mean, it is is what you would call a... um, an action MMORPG. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of like Black Desert Online where you have to be more uh, mobile than stationary, which, yep. yeah, that's that's pretty good. You, you like you like having to move. Um, you know, it has the markers on the floor that say, okay, your enemy's attack's going to reach this area. So, you know, you move around, dodge it, all that kind of stuff. So it gets the mobility. It does have the mobility. Um, customization, I guess, was a little bit there. Uh, I'm just remembering back to the days of, of good old Moonbear, the <laughs> pirate captain, Panda. Uh. <laughs> it was fun. We had it, it was fun. It was just stupid fun with fun. it for a while. Yeah, <laughs> and it is it is free to play, isn't it? Or do yeah. you have to buy a base game? Like, I think it's free. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, it's free to play. So again, it's worth giving a shot. If you enjoy Terra, move on to Black Desert Online because it is a better game, in my opinion. <laughs> I think Terra has sort of died slowly of late. It was, <laughs> it was yeah, bigger, slowly. three or four years ago. Yeah, it was big when it got released. It was like, oh, look, this thing's awesome. And now it's like, Terra, Terra who? Yeah, it's the same with with a lot of MMOs, really. 
Yes. Unless unless you're one of the big guys or you've got a big franchise behind you, good luck. Yep. On that note, Skyforge. Skyforge. Ah, oh, Skyforge. Did you play much of it? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I so really, did I. Really tried. I wanted to get into it. I wanted to enjoy it. I played maybe 20 hours, but I don't know what it is about Skyforge that just was like, eh. If Defiance is budget destiny, Skyforge is maybe budget wow? Final mm, Fantasy? No, budget no I'd, Fantasy. Say, I'd say like, I'd say even more so budget like desert because it did also have the action um, aspect to it where you had to be mobile. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a stationary MMO. Hmm. And it had a unique setting, which was really, you know, really disappointing when it, I couldn't get myself into it properly. Yeah, it you you're it, it's called Skyforge for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, um, you're gods, kind of. It was essentially, yeah, you're you're like gods and you're selected by God to be immortal. Yeah. And and have incredible power. So whenever you fell in battle, you just revive. That they, they the lore itself explained how you were able to come back to life if you die. <laughs> yeah, which is which is uh, interesting. And it had interesting lore. It had really interesting loca- locales. Yeah, locations. it was pretty much it was pretty much Earth. It was like the whole the entirety of Earth, um, and you were basically using these immortal champions to fight off invaders that were coming to Earth. Hmm. So, it, yeah, it had, it had a lot of interesting lore to it. It had interesting locations to it. I think probably one of the biggest things that killed it for me early on was the fact that so many of the classes you actually had to purchase. Yeah. Yeah, that was a problem. It is entirely free to, entirely free to play. Yes, it is entirely <laughs> free to play. But... Um, if you want different classes, you've got to purchase them. And some of them are so much better than the base classes you start with. I think there's yeah. like 12 classes, but you start with three. Yeah, and then the other ones are all, all purchased. purchased. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was a bit of a pain in the ass. So Skyforge is free to play, but I'm not really sure I like the monetization. Depends on how, how much it all costs. It's been a while since I last played that game, but yeah. I'd I'd probably recommend giving Skyforge a go as well. If you if you got some downtime from Destiny, if you've done Destiny Warframe, if you've done everything that you wanted to do, and you're just bored and you want to do something else for for a little while, Skyforge is probably worth it. All these games that we've mentioned is probably worth it, but you know, Defiance and Terror maybe low, lower down on the list. <laughs> yeah, but I've, but Sky, Skyforge. They're also free to play. Most of the other ones we've talked about were were paid. Yeah. All right. Next one is the big one that people like to compare Warframe to, and I slipped up and said its name just a second ago, and that's Destiny. <laughs> Destiny, 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 and I have a long, long relationship. I I spent a good thousand to fifteen hundred hours on Destiny One. Massive fan of Destiny One, the original Destiny was really, really excited about Destiny 2, but by the time it came out, I was already addicted to Des- to Warframe, and Destiny 2 just wasn't what I was expecting it to be. So I've probably only cracked about 500 hours in Destiny 2 and just couldn't get into it, and Warframe became my game. What's your experience with Destiny, Lucas? 
I never touched D1. Never touched it. Uh, it was one of those games that, you know, you look at from distance thinking, oh, yeah, that'd be cool to play. And then you look at the, the price tag on the box and think, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially with every expansion coming out and adding more to the price tag. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, never touched D1. But, you know, with D2's massive flop that they had <laughs> at the beginning, yeah. um, and then partnering up with PlayStation being like, hey, it's, you know, the base game is free on PlayStation Plus, and at that time, you know, Forsaken literally just dropping and all the expansions being, like, massively reduced in price, it was like, yeah, fuck it, let's jump in and, and actually play some Destiny. So... <laughs> my my first uh, experience with Destiny was D two, just before Forsaken was released, um, just before they actually fixed a lot of the <laughs> problems that the base D two had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now, since <laughs> since Forsaken's come out, Destiny two has gone free to play. So, I would say if you haven't played Destiny two yet, you should. Because the Destiny games are fantastic just because they've got shooting down pat. They feel great to play. Oh, the shooting feels amazing. And the story. The story is brilliant. The lore behind Destiny and the lore behind Warframe are my two favorite. And and the next game we're going to talk about is also another of my favorites. But Destiny, Warframe, and, and this next title are my favorite lore in video games, full stop. Absolutely love them. Destiny is maybe number one because I really love the lore, but I think it's all fallen over of recent, uh, recently. The darkness didn't go in the direction that I was hoping it would go, and I think it didn't go in the direction a lot of people hoping was hoping it would go. Destiny 1 was far more hardcore grind, and people didn't like that. They removed the grind from Destiny, They've changed the grind, and the grind's back in now, and the grind just isn't satisfying to me anymore. That's why I don't play Destiny anymore, but there is a lot of grind to Destiny. There's a lot of shooting. There's a lot of mobility. I absolutely think if you like Warframe, you would enjoy Destiny 2, without a doubt. For at least a little bit. For at least a little bit. And then, <laughs> well, it, it, it just goes down to how much you understand the grind and whether you're willing to do it. I mean, in the end, it's similar to Warframe. The grind of Warframe is keep taking, keep on fighting this same boss until uh, you get the drop that you want. The difference is when you're playing Warframe, you're usually fighting a specific boss because you know he drops a specific piece. Whereas in Destiny, you will fight a specific boss sometimes to get a specific weapon, but usually you'll be doing strikes over and over again or... Oh, what are they called um, on the open world sections where you've got the world events? World events? Yeah, they're not called that though. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're little. They're little world events that all all players can join in and 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 tackle. And you do those over and over again, just hoping that you'll get better weapons, whatever it may be. And that was just a dull grind to me, doing the same boring-ass things. Just one more light level. Just one more light yeah, level. to get something. <laughs> and there's some, so there's some good quests in there to, you know, for specific weapons and things like that. But it's really just grind. Grind I mean, there was and hope you get good, some good stuff. 
You mean there was some good quests in there to get specific weapons? Well, yeah. Since they've released <laughs> the latest one, they've, re- they've removed a lot of those quests, which pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I just don't know with Destiny at the moment. <laughs> and that's that's what makes me sad, because I loved that game so much. Loved it. And then I went to Warframe, and Warframe's now now my bay. War bay? Yeah. But, again... If you liked, if you like Warframe, free to play. Destiny also free to play. The monetization's not very nice though. No, but you know, you know, get your feet wet a little bit. Change yeah. it up. Just don't pay. You you don't have to. But if you want to get the um the season pass, it's not that expensive. I think it's fifteen hundred silver. I mean twelve hundred silver, which is only about fifteen Aussie bucks per season. But still, stuff that. <laughs> Anyway, the last one, main one that we'll talk about is, of course, The Elder Scrolls Online, which is the game that we're playing a lot of at the moment. I've been into this game for a long time. I played in the beta all those years ago. I wanted this to be an amazing game. When it first came out, it was a bit shit. So I played it for a while and then put it away and never came back. Then the developers, Bethesda, of course, Well, they're not the developers, they're the publishers, but still, they have done some amazing things over the years. Um, They implemented something called One Tamriel, which basically means that regardless of what level you are, you can do anything in the entire world, as long as you've got access to the DLC, and you can do it with whoever you like. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Um, There's nothing that's locked behind any levels or anything like that. And considering that this is all for players who love the lore and storyline, really that's who it's going to appeal to. Elder Scrolls Online has so much content to it. Oh, absolutely. Ridiculous amounts of content. Insane amount. In a similar way to Warframe. Probably worse. I guess the problem you have is, <laughs> like all of the games like this, once you get to end game, how do you keep people happy? And I don't think there's a single MMO out there that has really figured that out. None of them. Uh, I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. But I really don't think there is. Because once you've gotten to the end game and you've got the most powerful weapons, what now? Um, you can chase after cool stuff, and, and really that's why Warframe, Fashion Frame is the end game and things like that. Elder Scrolls, you're going down champion <laughs> points, and once you've hit the top rank of champion points, it's really just about finishing all the quests that are in the game and learning all the lore, ticking off all the boxes. Good thing there's this fuckload of boxes to tick in Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> and it's all in menus. You go into a menu, and it will actually... It's not really ticking boxes, but it will tell you, you have found... 15 of 56 items on this one map and there's like 50 maps so that's just off the top of my head it's not a real number not a real number yeah that's why i'm enjoying it why are you enjoying elder scrolls online customization and not just like the appearance although there's a hell of a lot of appearance customization but the fact that you basically you know, when you start up, you go, okay, I'm going to select my race. I'm going to make my race, my, my character look however I want. And you select your base class. Your base class does not dictate whether or not you're going to be a tank healer or DPS, because all classes can do all of the things. 
And then you can also choose whatever hell weapon you want to use. And then also whatever hell freaking armor type you want to use. So realistically, you jump in, you go, okay, I want to use maybe more fire damage than anything. So I'm going to go Dragon Knight. Load up your Dragon Knight. And it's like, okay, cool. Now I have you know, fire magic. What weapon do I want to use? And what kind of armor do I want to have? Do I want to be big and buff and tanky? Or do I want to be like sleek and be able to sneak around and, and be super stealthy or whatnot? Um, you know, do you want to focus on the magic? Do you want to focus on defensive? Do you want to, you know, just be a freaking tank? Um, yeah, the customization is what's really, really dri- driving me into yeah. this game. And that's why I think, really, out of all the MMOs, it's the reason why I left it to the end. Um, I think it's most similar to Warframe, even though it's a completely different style of game. I mean, this is a, a traditional RPG. It's third person like Warframe, but it's click on the enemy and your character does the attack. You don't, you're not aiming or anything like that. Um, you've got to aim certain abilities that are AOE and things like that. Not, not just certain abilities, but even like certain weapon types. If you're using a, or a bow, a staff, you have to, you have to be, uh, staff, you a staff or bow, then you have to be, yeah. Yeah, so there is aiming to it there, but you know, once you've aimed at an enemy, it's pretty much you're going to hit it regardless. Um, it is again one of those kind of action-based ones where you need to be on your feet, moving. You can't just stand still um, because you know the amount of hazards that the enemies will spew out onto the floor. Like as I said earlier, I've been hunting dragons. Uh, Danny has been with me on that, and the amount of times you walk into the area and just die yeah. <laughs> because there's some weird hazard that the dragon has spewed out onto the floor yeah. and you just can't quite see and it. There's lots of uh, little bosses <laughs> that will have area of effect abilities that are one-hit kills or are effectively one-hit kills after they've hit you with a couple of other things. So you really need to roll out yeah. of those as soon as possible. There's lots of, lots of movement involved. But if you also yeah. like decorating your orbiter, you can decorate your own home, and you can own multiple yeah, homes. Yeah, you get your own house. Houses, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unique mounts, unique pets that you can also, you know, put in your houses and set their course of how of where you want them to walk around to, what you want them to do while they're, they're walking in those yeah. directions. It's crazy, crazy times. Uh, and then the hidden stuff. Oh, the hidden the stuff. Hidden yeah. stuff. Ah. Uh, there's so much hidden stuff in this game. It's freaking awesome. Like I just, I just finished a quest line that uh, rewarded me with a, um, uh, a skill tree, um, all relating to time magic. <laughs> it's such a pain in the ass yeah. to do, but so rewarding in the end. So yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's customization. It's builds, making yourself look fully sick, yo. All lots of different things to collect. It's basically Warframe as a, as an MMO RPG set in the Elder Scrolls universe. That's that's why I, I really <laughs> like Elder Scrolls. But Warframe the medieval yeah. version. <laughs> but you do need to buy it. It's not a free to play game. You do need to buy it's the buy the game. game. There's lots of DLC, and <laughs> it's the way they've done monetization is weird. There's certain things I like about it, but certain things I don't like. For example, you can pay $15 a month 
to join ESO Plus. That's what it is in Australian dollars. And the more months you sign up for upfront, the cheaper it is upfront. So, you know, that's also an option. And every month you get a whole, you get a bunch of crowns, which is the premium currency that you can use. So that's a cool thing. 1,650. Yes. And if you sign up upfront for, say, three months, you'll get three times 1,650 upfront. So you don't actually get to pay it out monthly. You just get it upfront, which is cool as well. You also get what's called a craft bag, which makes all of your looting so much, so much easier, which is amazing. Uh, but the other thing, the thing that, that, so the craft bag makes it really worth it. The other thing that makes it worth it is everything that's DLC in the game, you get for free. So you can play all of those things as part of your ESO Plus subscription, but it doesn't include the current chapter, which is what they call it. So the current storyline that's playing out within the game, which can include multiple sections, uh, which you do need to pay separately for if you want to play it during the year of its release, is called the chapter. Then once the next chapter comes out, that gets relegated down to DLC. So if you don't want to play for it during the year of its release, the next year you get it free as part of part of your ESO Plus subscription. I like the way they've done that. But only as long as you have the ESO. Only as long as you have it. Yeah. The second you, yeah, the second you stop paying the subscription, you lose access to all this yeah, cool stuff. you lose access to the cool stuff, but it doesn't force you. It doesn't screw you over. So if you've got a craft bag, it doesn't suddenly fill up your thing. You'll keep the craft bag and everything you've got in it until you've used it all. Once you've used it all, it'll disappear. Um, and you can't put the, anything back into the craft bag. It's just you can only take out from it. So it's not going to screw you over. It's also not going to take away any weapons that you earned in those DLCs and things like that. So... Um, you could do it just to go through a quest line that you were interested in and then take it away. Uh, so you just turn it on for a little bit, turn it off after a while. I think that's a good option, but still there's the option to buy crowns. And the only way to buy anything in the game is through crowns. So you need to have the crowns and there's no way to earn them that I know of in game. So no. yeah, no, the monetization not. is not ideal, but the game is fantastic. Yeah, and you can use crowns to purchase the DLC uh, permanently as well. But that's also very, very expensive, especially since there's like 15 pieces yeah, it's about of 15 DLC. pieces of DLC, and each one's 2,000 crowns. And 2,000 to 3,000 crowns, and, you know, 3,000 crowns is uh, $30. Exactly, Australian. so it's a lot for 15 of them. It's a lot. It's a lot. So that's Elder Scrolls Online. I do, I do though, encourage that you play it because it's freaking awesome. And sometimes they have free free play weekends, so keep an eye out for those just to see if you'd like it. Now, I will throw in an extra here that I should have put in, but I didn't think of it until we were talking about some of this, and that is Path of Exile. Path of Exile is not really like any of these games. It's a lot more like um, Diablo. Diablo. But... It's a grindy game. It has seasons. It allows you to decorate your own house. Uh, you can customize your character out the wazoo. Also a game that I highly recommend and definitely free to play. Its monetization is very similar to Warframe in that it's only cosmetics. I recommend Path of Exile. You should play the shit out of it. All right. We've got a list here. We're not going to talk about them. We have played probably between us all of these games. Uh, but we're not going to talk about them because we haven't played either. We either haven't played enough of them to really talk about it, or we just don't think that they're overly special. But you can disagree with us, and that's fine. Eve Online, No Man's Sky, 
Secret World, Guild Guild Wars 2, Lucas Takeover. <laughs> RuneScape, Planetside 2, Albion Online, Maple Story, Greg Takeover. Neverwinter, Star Trek Online, Lord of the Rings Online, Lucas. EverQuest, DCU Online, and a hell of a lot more. Exactly. So there's shit tons of games out there. Uh, half of those were free to play as well. So if you are in a bit of a burnout for Warframe, there is a lot... There are a lot of op- options out there for you. Many of these games are wonderful. Most of them will take up just as much time as you've already put into Warframe. But we've demonstrated you can do more than one at once. Sometimes, kind of. <laughs> Sometimes, kind of, yeah. Well, ne- <laughs> neglecting Warframe a little bit. But that's because it's a bit of downtime, eh? Hey? It's downtime. Nothing wrong with downtime. Go out and try something else. The world's a wonderful place. Warframe is not going to go anywhere. It's always here for you when you de- when you definitely, inevitably, want to come back and get that next big thing. Phew. What a discussion. There's lots. It was different. We don't usually talk about other games, and sometimes it annoys people to talk about other games because they just want to hear us talking about Warframe. But, hey, we thought we'd try something different. Let us know your thoughts. And we may never do this again. <laughs> you never know. If <laughs> this does not mean that we are no longer a Warframe podcast. <laughs> no. We are still a Warframe podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just informing people that there are options. Exactly. And whether, if you're a big Warframe fan, whether or not you'd like some of those options. That was the intended goal. Did we achieve it? Maybe not. I don't know. But <laughs> we tried. We tried. That's all we can do. Where are we, Lucas? Community Yeah. Hi, community. Hi. Calling you out. Hi, guys. Hi. You're all fabulous. We love you. <laughs> exactly. And now time for King Louis' blessing. King Louis' blessing. Okay. We have blessings today. These ones are from Framed for Nothing. The first one is the Aspirant Hydroid. This is uh, this is a nice one. Replacing Hydroids 2 with Revenant's Reeve, giving uh, some healing and maintaining the mobility of this number 2, so it's you know, more like a cloud of mist. Keeps the theme up as a nice little bonus. I think that's a pretty good uh, swap out. I think that's a fantastic swap out because it's kind of replacing it with a very similar ability that does more. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. I like it. It it's is good nice. job. This yeah. is a fantastic one. Success. Success. And we have a second build here, also from Frame from Nothing. And this is the Mech Hunter Banshee. So this one is specifically for you know fighting the Necromex in uh, the Deimos uh, vaults. And it's replacing Banshees 4 with Harrow's Condemn. Fully locks mechs, so combined with Sonar and Silence, you get bonus damage. Ability null and easy targeting. So bonus is tons of shield gain for better survivability. It is insane. I freaking love the idea of this. This is such an awesome build. Yeah, that's a fantastic build. It's basically, a, a like you said, a mech hunter. <laughs> mech killer Banshee. Mech. Um, the bench is fantastic. Well yeah. done. Thank you very much, Frame, for nothing. Uh, King Louis is very pleased with these blessings. Mm-hmm. King Louis has erect nipples. I don't know where his nipples are, but <laughs> they're there. 
I didn't know Condemn fully locks the mech, so thanks for that as well. It's a nice little tip. Yay! Boom, 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 boom. Anyway, reviews update. This is an easy one. We've got none. We're still at 140. <gasps> Sad panda. <laughs> anyway, where does that leave us now, Lucas? Dr. Severalone. Dr. Severalone. Yeah. Dr. Severalone. That happened. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This week, we have two Dr. Cephalons. Two, I tells ya. First one is from Shade0922. And that is, what is the name of your Railjack? Lucas, if you could rename Greg's Railjack, what would you name it? And me, what would I name, rename Lucas's? What's your Railjack called, Lucas? You know what? I honestly can't remember. That's what I was going to say. I can't fucking remember what my now- Railjack's name is. I named it, it I, so I long ago. It something, it something to do with Zephyr. Yeah. Is it Queen, Queen Zephyr's Revenge or something? I think I was trying to do like a play on like the Queen Anne's Revenge. <laughs> yeah, you did, actually. I think it was Queen Zephyr's Revenge or something like that. Mine was... um. Oh, I can't even remember, but I think I just named it after a... a ship from some movie or something. <laughs> nothing nothing terribly interesting or clever. If I was to rename Lucas's, I'd probably call it Senior Balls. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> and here I was actually going to be creative with yours, and because you are Mad Capsules, I was going to say The Pillbox. Mm, interesting. <laughs> no, Senior Balls. <laughs> I think it sounds fun. The medicine cabinet. <laughs> I like it. I might have to be that. <laughs> All right. Interesting question, Shade. Sorry, we can't remember the name of our actual ships because it doesn't bother me. <laughs> Although I have seen a lot of Railjack names that people have that are very clever and I'm like, oh, man, I wish I was clever. <laughs> yeah, well, shit happens. The next one is from that smart ass we all know and love, Mr. Mothhop from Discord, and of course, the clan warlord of the Cephalon Squared clan on PS4. Hat tip to Mothhop, and here is his smart ass comment. Dear Dr. Cephalon, since hitting MR30 and completing the game, I'm struggling to find something truly invigorating to do with my precious time. I stared into the purulent exudate that the presence called trade chat and vehemently knew I'm better than that. I feel as though other Tenno should be just as good as me. Even better if I build them properly. Why, yes, that's it. I'm just so knowledgeable about this game. I want to share. Share all over everyone. I'm very aware the, of the ignominy, what's a hard word to say, of having to ask such lowly Emard Cephalonians will forever be my encumbrance. But what tips would you give to such a spectacular, true master, MR30 Tenno like myself, in regards to becoming a mentor for the freshly bloomed flowers? I must spread my seeds of wisdom before I burst. Kind regards, Hematokesia. Now, you should learn, look up that last word, hematokesia, because it's very interesting and you will enjoy the contents of your search. Anyway, screw you. 
Mr. Mafa. <laughs> <laughs> Since hitting MR30 and completing the game, well, what I would do it, suggest- Do it on another platform. What was that? <laughs> do it on another platform. Yes. Well, what I would suggest is taking a deep breath and playing a different game. No, <laughs> no. How 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 to play? I think you've you've already done a very 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 good job of mentoring the freshly bloomed flowers, as you like to call them, because that's why the Cephalon Squared Clan is what it is, because you've always been very helpful. So, what does Moth Hop do, from my perspective, that other people should emulate? Here you go. I'll pump up your tires a little bit more. Um, so that you can continue having this massive head that you clearly have. <laughs> it's that beard, I reckon. Moth Hop will tend to have little challenges that he gives to people in the clan. He'll tend to reach out to people, especially new people that join the clan, just to ask them if they need help with things. Whenever people say, hey, I need help doing this or that, he'll often be one of the first people that jumps in and gives them a hand, especially if they're newer players or newly joined to the clan. He's also the type of person that will collect a whole bunch of different mods and hand them down to newer players that join the clan. Do you need to really save up a shit ton of specific mods and hand them out to newer players. Not necessarily, but I think that's a nice thing to do and it does help new players. But I think it also sometimes confuses people. So I think there's a fine line between doing things for people or teaching them how to do it for themselves. So maybe that's a tip for you, even though you're such a, um, a master of the game and have completed it entirely. Um, and I am a lowly Tenno of only Mastery Rank 25. Uh, I can in no way give you tips because you are far beyond me, Mr. Hematokesia. What do you think, Lucas? <laughs> yep. <laughs> keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing, indeed. Anyway, Muthop, if you are bored and you uh, have spent enough time in Warframe for now because you've hit MR30 and you have fully completed the game, we did give a list of other options that you can check out. Kindly rewind this podcast and listen to it all again. <laughs> Alrighty, if you'd like to get in contact with us for any reason whatsoever, head on over to cephalonsquared.com because that is the place to be. It gives a link to our Discord, which is a cool place for cool kids. Also a link to our Facebook page, which is a cool place for cool kids that needs to be fully coolant because it's still a little bit quiet and I need to lift my game. Well, we need to lift <laughs> our game, Lucas. What? No, no, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you'd like to support us, head on over to cephalonsquared.com forward slash support. That is the place that explains things, kind of, I hope. I tried to. Let's say thank you to those patrons. How about it? Yay, thank you, Jellybean1799. Thanks, CoyotePX. Thank you, Jackson31. Thanks, Kintail. Thank you, Shazim. Thanks, Implosive underscore MKV. Thanks, Frame for Nothing. Thank you, Dylan Braun. Thank you, Solari. Thanks, Ponytail. Thank you, Xenomortis. Thanks, La Dutch Master. Yay! Thank you all for your awesomeness and your continued awesomeness. And thank you all, everyone out there as well, just for listening and for being cool kids. 
it has been a little bit quiet over the last couple of weeks, but I do expect that things are going to pick right back up as we jump into February. I will be starting a new job as we go into February, so we'll see how that affects things, but hopefully it won't affect at all. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> My name is Greg Newbig and I am Mad Capsules all over the shop. Who are you, Lucas? I'm Lucas Silvestri and I'm Silverlight all over the interwebs. S-I-O-V-R-L-G-H-T. Our community is awesome, fantastic, and amazing. Love you guys so much. And, you know, just, just, if you're having a hard time, reach out. Indeed. Yeah, we'll help. Yeah. Well, yeah. where we can. We listen. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah. I want everyone to be happy at all times. 100% happiness. Now! <laughs> Not forced happiness. Anyway, thank you to Jan at Disco underscore box on Twitter for the intro and outro. Thank you to you for listening. We'll be back again next week with another brilliant episode of Cephalon Squared. Catch you then. And the return of beginner advanced topics. <laughs> exactly what Lucas said. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.